Bang. All right, want me to start it? The U.S. fans had an eventful weekend as many of us watched the driver's race in a hurricane. As many of us watched the driver's race in hurricane-like weather while also being in the middle of a hurricane. It's lights out and away we go for episode 8080 Master Badia, the Eaton Asphalt Podcast. Down, down, down. Uh, all right, let me get back to the other thing. All right, Ian, I am, um, I'm still shaking off a little bit of uh, wetness from what I saw uh, this entire weekend. It was a wet one, but in the weirdest way, it was still kind of eventful. Uh, I think there was still a lot of things happening in kind of dead time. So, I mean, overall, in my opinion, not a terrible weekend. Uh, what were your initial thoughts of it? The, the guys that you would never expect to make a like a kind of a rookie-like move of frustration and getting your emotions the best of you, they both do in uh, like a couple laps of each other, kind of. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think that was, that was a pretty surprising, pretty entertaining aspect to it. So obviously we will be covering that and we will be covering that and more on this episode of the podcast. We have our good, bad, and ugly, our race haikus, followed by our race recap, our new gambling recap, which will be fun, seeing if we made the people some money, and then our race predictions recap. So starting with our good, bad, and ugly, Ian, I uh, care to start here. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. They, that was that was tied for their their highest this year. Um, back in Emilio Romagna. Um, so yeah, I mean it's been a number of weeks before that that they've had that uh, type of performance. But yeah, man, like you were, I was trying to warn you that hey, buckle up, it's going to be a big weekend. And you're like, no, dude, you're trying to get my hopes up. But I mean, I got, I wasn't trying to get your hope up. I literally got your hopes up. So I mean, job well done to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. Screw it. Yeah. You you liked George, not... Br- <laughs> Wait, you, you wanted George? I thought you liked history. <laughs> I knew it, dude. You just hit Mercedes, dude. Don't think about it too much, dude. That's not part of the sport. Like I said, they're going to find a way to keep him in there. I think he was too polarizing and too talked about of a driver for F1 to miss out on kind of a money grab. Um, another streak that you, uh, I think it was since 2010 that Red Bull has been on the podium in Singapore since they've raced. So that streak was not broken. So 11 years going. Didn't break that streak. I was letting you know. That's a good, right? Because that one was your bad. Batch in streakless. I've seen. I know you've seen a couple streakless in your day. <laughs> right, great, good, bad, and ugly. I'll start. I'm not going to start. That is a fantastic good, bad, and ugly. I will finish up here with my good. As I mean, you kind of alluded to it, being Ferrari strategy. Um, I don't think they necessarily did anything good hearsay that stood out, but they didn't do anything bad. And for me, that is just major, major progress for them. Um, it seems like Charles at the end of the race, even too, seemed to notice. He was like, you know, we just want to find, like, once the final races for Friar to improve their strategy and execution. So um, I think he's, he's probably kind of like getting a little tip of the nod here, tip of the cap saying, thanks guys, like nothing atrocious. The only problem was, is just our car isn't fast enough now. So, you know. Take a good or with the bad. It's not the other way around. Which typically the car is good enough. It's just the strategy is bad enough. So a little flip, flip, flip. Keeps it, keeps it fun. Keeps it light. Keeps it interesting. <laughs> They're starting to crack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't see like Matias starting to like slowly hide into the bathroom. Like, oh my God, not again. <laughs> He's starting to shake. Yeah, yeah. Good God. Well, that was my good. So um, snaps up to that. Only uphill from there. My bad is going to be the FIA pissing their last bit of dignity and respect away. I didn't think that there was much to piss away in the first place, but they made sure there was absolutely none of it left. Um, I think the the kind of the issue that we were seeing was Perez repeatedly broke the rules when he was falling 10 car lengths behind uh, the many safety cars that were there on Saturday. I uh, didn't break it just once, but a total of three times. So typically, you know, in years past, you see a five to 10 second penalty, especially if you do it multiple times like that, but he got no reprimand. Um, I mean, they saw some things earlier that, that, um, that Sebastian Vettel was doing something similar in Canada. Uh, apparently that, you know, 
there was a bit of a weather factor here, but what makes even like less, uh, what makes it even kind of like more frustrating is uh, the stewards wrote up after the race that the damp conditions were not a reason for the Mexican to drop so far behind the Black Series. Yet in the very next pa paragraph, they noted, quote, the wet conditions and the difficulties highlighted by Perez as migratory circumstances. So they just contradicted themselves within two sentences. So they're like, hey, weather, had an, weather didn't have a problem, but also weather did have a problem. <laughs> it did factor into our decision, actually. In hindsight, are <laughs> different factors. You got to understand. There are different factors for different reasons. Didn't factor for that, did factor for this. So, yeah, uh, I think that's bad. It's just everyone's just like, all right, like you got to have draw some lines in the sand sometimes. Are you going to, like, are, are they rules to be that they should be following? Are they going to get reprimanded for them? Are they not? Just, you know, figure it out. I don't know. It's been a tough couple of years for the FI, in my opinion. And my ugly is overspending your allowance because, so, I mean, just really fucking swept that under my rug. My God. Uh, took most of my points, but um, I'm just going to do my spiel again just to remind everyone what happened. No, no, you kept that fucking in, dude. Just Mr. Cuck over here. On this episode of The Real Principles of Formula One, the talk of the weekend was the conspiracy teams from across the sport filing a complaint against some of the teams, specifically Red Bull and Aston Martin, for surpassing their budget in 2021. Ian, did you hear about this? Ian, did you hear this? No? Okay. Some uh, additional details I'd like to throw in is hilarious video of Ferrari Principal Mattia Benito leaving the Mercedes facility with Toto shaking hands in the most obvious message that they were kind of behind this. Um, Toto's made plenty of quotes this weekend as well saying that there are teams that have greatly suppressed. Uh, there's kind of like a hidden rule, a hidden secret that we all know that a team greatly passed this one. Wink, wink, wink. Not pointing any fingers. Red Bull. Um, but like you said, we're going to find out this Wednesday what, uh, if there was any merit to all these accusations. Um, obviously, Red Bull and Horner uh, struck back fiercely and aggressively and said that they may take legal actions against them if they do not back, like apologize and say, we take that back. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is just another episode of The Real Principles of Formula One, and I'm just loving every minute of it. But like you said, I, they're not going to take away... Max is driver championship. I saw some things where it's like, like you said, a very heavy fine, or maybe they take them down, like they don't win their the P2 for the driver's championship. Like they were saying something like, you know, it's not as big of a like F you, you're in trouble. So they give it, they give them uh, like P3, and then Ferrari gets technically P2 for 2021. Yeah, so that that was going to be their punishment. So Red Bull like gets drops from the p2 of 2021 of the driver's championship or sorry i keep saying driver. i keep saying driver i'm gonna redo that all of it but yeah one of the 
But one of the rumors I was seeing, like you said, it can't be really the driver's championship and take that away from Max, but potentially they take away their P2 and the constructor's championship away from them. So I don't know if it's like Ferrari moves up to two or they just, no one is a two for that year, but I saw that was a potential rumor, uh, which I think, you know, maybe gives it a little bit more justice. I don't think you could take it that away from Max. Um, but, I, you know, you always see the, the claims that Toto was like, you know, not only are them spending helped them for 2021, but it helped them all the way through 2023 with these new regulations, blah, blah, blah. So he was basically saying, like, this wasn't just a one thing that helped them for one year. It's going to help them for this year and years to come. So, I mean, there's depending on how big that claim is and how real that could be, I mean, I think they kind of have to drop the hammer knowing if they, especially if they just cruise past it. Yeah, they're just like, oh, fuck, my bad guys. <laughs> dude, defamation, dude. Defamation lawsuit right there. That's target number one. Here we go. Fingers crossed. Red Bull wins, of course. Max, but Max looked like the backup. DNF party. First try, dude. For real, first try. Look at us. Nice. That's not the part you need to focus on, dude. Just live in the moment and then you'll regret your decisions later. That's how I live my life. Meow. Um, doesn't matter to me. Okay. Oh, then I go. Okay. Um, all right. Moving on to our race recap starting with our quals and free practice uh in my opinion obviously we've had some weird quals in the fact that like everyone is taking a, a penalty and so you're like oh why is max starting 18 and lewis starting 19 blah 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 but like pretty much straight up i thought this was probably the most i thought this was probably one of the most surprising quals this year we had danny out in q1 not surprising at all uh we had george out in q2 and then we had max calling eighth um max basically backed off his last two laps of Q3. First time it seemed like, it, you know, he did it himself. And then the last lap, um, it, the race engineers say, box, box, like, kill the lap, kill the lap. Um, Mad Max definitely ensued. He was not happy about that. And you could tell something was going on with the car. They were like, look, we, we don't want to talk this on air. Like, let's let's talk about it in the garage. Um, so there's definitely something going on there. But I mean, it just, what a wild finish. Like, uh, you don't really see some of the guys 
there um, that obviously ensued George to take a, you know, an, an a, it obviously caused George to take an engine penalty. Um, you know, if you're already starting 11th, why not, you know, what's the point of not starting 20th, get something new. So, um, yeah, I mean, I thought this was one of the more entertaining polls that we have seen so far this year. I know, dude. Yep. <laughs> He's living up to the hype, dude. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they had that circled the last lap being like this is the lap, but which was surprising too. He had two purples going into that last sector and then like no one really easily noted being like, oh, he locked up there, you know, he slid too far here. It just seemed like he kind of I mean, no, backed off. I, I don't know. There was nothing glaring that it showed that, like, oh, yeah, he had to scrap this lap. Yeah. Yep. Cool. He called P18, but with George. Yep. Yep, I know. That was a, uh, I mean, it was a dangerous leap that no one saw coming. No one, I think, saw coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, being like 18 points behind, you're not thinking we're going we're gonna to catch up in one race and then, and then some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I mean, huge weekend for them, absolutely. Um, moving on to our P4, we got a new P4. And did you know about this? Did you hear about this? With, with McLaren uh, with 129 points. So they did score 22 big points this weekend. Danny Ricardo, the typical Q1 kick at P17, but moved up to P16 because of George. Finished, though, P5, made up 11 spots. Lando Norris, 
strong in quals as strong in quals as normal p6 to p4 so like we said i mean i don't think we need to harp on this too much but best like could not ask for a better weekend um and like we said tied for the most points in a weekend for the 2022 set season i think the only thing that we missed was just i think danny gets a very well-deserved second place in voting for driver of the day maybe in my opinion just because of like history of 2022 i would say he deserves it because of how bad of a season he's had this is like kind of like hey man i'm in a top five like that's that's a shocking like people Perez has won before. Danny has not had like that type of luxury in 2022. So, I mean, I think it would have been like a tip to the cap to him being like, hey, it's been a tough season and like we're going to reward you with driver of the day, but a, a well-deserved second place. Okay, okay. Okay, just hear me out here. What if five races left? What if he gets a top five in the final five races? What what happens? And like he is like he, he is he is absolutely like showing pace like we've never seen him before and he's he is absolutely killing it. Yeah, like he's like consistently up there. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah, dude, he's got to find a home. Like, <laughs> damn, dude. What if this is all he took? Was just McLaren was his rock bottom. <laughs> okay, well, that's McLaren. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> five. I believe five. Yeah. 
they might, I, I heard Mercedes um, had a real poopy weekend with two points. Oh, thank you, thank you. All right. Uh, I think the one thing I did want to add, though, uh, that I found pretty entertaining for Mercedes was, first of all, I think, could you not have two more polar opposite, like, attitudes right now for if for two drivers on the same team? Like, maybe Danny, Danny Ricardo and Lando at some point, where I was like, geez, what's going on? But, like, yeah, Mercedes, like, Lewis being, like, it was so hard to drive. It was so hard to drive today. Not good enough. All these things. And then George was like, this is the best I felt in the car. Like, I don't know, I don't know how you have that much discrepancy between um, two pretty similar cars going on, but um, there's that. And then um, I think there was a little bit of frustration with George, him being kind of in the back of the grid pretty much the entire day of fault, not necessarily his own, but that frustration got to him when um, make his trying his best. You know, he wants to stay in the fucking sport as much as he can. He's fighting for his life. And George goes, uh, Schumacher's defending like he like it's the race of his life. Crikey. Um, I had to throw in that crikey. Uh, but it, it really is him fighting for the race of his life. Like every race right now is the race of his life because it could be his last in Formula One, at least for next year. So, I mean, I I think that was just a little bit of frustrating. I did find that entertaining because of Renault's work. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he actually is. I would be too, dude. I'm not like just let, like bending over, letting everyone buy me if I'm uh, trying to... I still don't have a job for next year. All right, well, uh, moving along to our P2 Ferrari. With 439 points, they got 33 points this weekend. Carlos signs with a P4 up to P3. Charles Leclerc, pole position to P2. So, obviously, they had the most points scored this weekend. Max finished 7th but they only make up two points against Red Bull. So uh, they just never can capitalize on the very few errors Red Bull makes. Um, I feel like Ferrari just doesn't really make that big of a jump in the right direction. Uh, with P2 and P3, it just I, I'm not a huge math guy. It just doesn't make sense to me how a P7 and a P1 is that small of a difference, but here we are today. Um, and there was a point towards the end that I thought Charles was going to potentially catch Sergio but it just seemed like we said it was the strategy wasn't the problem it was the uh, the car itself the performance it just didn't have the speed that Red Bull did and then you just kind of so slowly saw Perez just creeping ahead creeping ahead and um, won by about two and a half three seconds or so but I think like I said can't capitalize whatever this I th it's just out of reach for drivers and constructors so looking at the positive here Ferrari broke the bonehead decision streak for the first time and as long as I can remember. So um, I'm going to take a positive out of this weekend. We got more points than Red Bull. doesn't matter how we get those more points. And we didn't look incompetent behind the wheel, behind the gun. So big, big positive weekend. Good job, Singapore. On to Japan. <laughs> it was just the car, boys. It wasn't the brains here. Yeah.
Ja. No, no, yeah, yeah, bro. Can really jump it up, yeah. Yep. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Yep. We saw a ton. We saw a ton of those this weekend. A lot in calls. K Mag had a sweet one. Like the amount of time that people had to do a little runoff. Thank God this this track has a ton of runoff because this could have been a fucking bloodbath. Yeah, they just start being like, ah. A lot of people were like, oh, has Singapore lost a little bit? I've seen some articles on that. I was like, this is how we're gonna bring up the fucking views, dude. Death race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, um yeah, like they I don't understand if they're trying to bring out are the other principles that fucking boring is my question. Like, is it just being like, hey, like, we'll throw in Gunther every now and then because he's a weird little dude and it cracks us up. But we can't, like, he probably says stuff that probably, like, they can't really air a lot of the times because he's just a goofball. Are they just love for the Horner to bring on every single time? Is Like, maybe Otmar is, like, once a month, but who the fuck else do they put on? Benoto, like, speaks two sentences once a month as well. 
they got to like spread out the 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 uh, like airtime a little bit. Yeah, it's just it's drowning it. Zach Brown gets every now and then, but like once again, I think one all these there's four principles that get once a month. Christians every week, a couple times, and then the rest of them don't get on at all. All right, starting off with my gambling picks. I did a Pierre top 10 plus 130, and then Alonzo to beat Lando, which, and Qualls, technically, I don't know, I'm going to reach out to, uh, to DraftKings and say that's what I meant, money, hello. Uh, but yeah, so I won one, lost one, plus 130, so uh, we have $103 total, folks. We are in the money, in the green, in the black, in the green and black. But you got to take into account, he did feel the best in the card that he has all year. So <laughs> if he had a fair shake, dude, he would have fucking killed it. You have no idea. Uh, all right, so 103 to 80, dude. Good start. This is fun. All right, we have a lot, five races to go. I'm going for it all. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Yeah, they did them. They DNF'd each other. Yeah, <laughs> sure, dude. I'll take all the bonus points. Um, uh, yeah, I had um, pole with Charles. I thought, dude, Perez had fastest lap from the, most of the race, and they just had to fucking put those on those mediums on George and fuck me up. Or, Yep, you nailed it first time. 
Nope. You do it every time. I'm like, dude, sometimes you always do it. I'm like, sometimes I I have to think of something. I'm like, say say this, but every time, any other thing, I got it all out, dude. I gotta think of like I I gotta just hold one thing I want to say off at one point at some point of the episode. So when you say got anything you want to say, I'll be like, oh, actually, this one point. That's on me. <laughs> well, yeah, but. What if I ever get that point, dude? It's like, dude, are you fucking pranking me right now? You just said it in a different way. You did this. The exact same thing. And I was so off my game again because I was like, all right, like he's not doing it this time. What the fuck? Marco's got his one last thing like he does every... One last thing, Marco, is a little sector. Sector. <laughs> is it gonna say? I feel like you're gonna. It's it's coming through as something you just finished. I'm gonna like come in mid sentence. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. There's an that is an option. <laughs> That's on me for not explaining that better. See ya, Azos. My fucking boy, dude.